You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the shirts all sparkly, spanking clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. music, wine, and then blue bump. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. I've imagined you're going to do it. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another week here at By the By. Hello from the land under lockdown. <laughs> yes, our land is more and more under lockdown. Yes. Um, so living in the land under lockdown. <laughs> You're doing well with these. Buying bread from a man in Brussels. He says, wear your mask and check in. Um. With your, your muscles. muscles. With your muscles, yeah. <laughs> I mean, your finger muscles, they have to work around the that's phone right, to that's right. do the check-in, yeah. you know. <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, so we've made it here another week, which is good. Yeah, still under lockdown. It's yeah. all right. We're, we're fine. We're going fucking crazy. We're going to be here for a while. Yeah. Sad to say. Uh, so here we are. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Under lockdown. That's all right. Still. Um, what do we have going on? Not much. Um, there's still a lot of things we still can't go to Mm -hmm. the central ball as far as we know is still going on up in uh townsville in fact i think tickets are limited what's left i I saw a post today that there's not many left well there you go because those those fuckers can go out yeah they can love you queensland but uh a little jealous wish i was in you yeah (laughs) Uh, so yeah if you haven't gotten your tickets for central ball yet go get your tickets for the central ball Mm -hmm. life on the swing set is still taking over desire in November. Um, so for all you lucky people who can go, yeah. have fun, enjoy each other's company. Yeah, have fun. Yeah. Do all that fun, sexy we'll stuff. Ha- we'll have a bit of FOMO for you. Remember us. Yeah. Under lockdown. <laughs> um, all future uh, exciting things at Our Secret Spot have been suspended. So, I feel uh, like we need to have Lawrence say that. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, we can't see Lawrence. No, we can't. We're we can't see anybody. See <laughs> We're not allowed to see anybody. So it sucks. But yeah. here we are. Um, yeah. But, but we, we w- did have a nice kind of a little bit of a Zoom time with some sexy friends the other day. Yes. On the weekend. Yes. That was really good. So, so let me tell you a little story. We did. We've been uh, playing a little bit of Vampire the Masquerade, which is a if you don't know what it is, um, you should definitely check it out. It's a role playing game. For all you old people like me, it's Dungeons and Dragons, but with vampires. Um, so I did D and D way in the in the before four time, way in the before four time. And what like I learned in the ancient times, like in the ancient times, like college. Um, <laughs> and we've been playing with this couple, and uh, Angela and her partner had never played role playing games, and she and I both have, and so. It was. It's been really fun because the first three or four times we played, um, we get dressed up and it's like we drink wine and it's fun and we just be flirty and kind of fun and crazy. Um, but I've always been really reserved. I'm like, all right, I'm going to keep my character back. I'm not going to do the things I would normally do. This week I did things I would normally do. And I got to be honest, I think I might be a bit of a dick. Your, your character's quite an asshole, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. And to, we're learning to not trust this character. Yeah, it's very funny to lie to your party um, just for the lulls. <laughs> <laughs> and what I love is everybody was looking at me over Zoom like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because everybody knew the truth, but mm-hmm. I'm lying to the characters. Um, it's I think all, the DM, she appreciated it. I hope so, because I feel like the three of us challenge her immensely, which is part of why I didn't want you to 
do the lie thing because I was like, her job's already hard enough and you're going to do this now. <laughs> yeah. Look, she could have, she could have gone on. She had a plan and the plan was we're having no plan. That's true. Which, she's, she's learned with us. We have no plan. <laughs> so it was great. It was a lot of fun. I love, I love RPGs and it's just fun to, to be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> with really no real ramifications. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was it was a good time to connect with them a bit. I got and no one killed this that, time. That's true. You didn't. And and like honestly, the first part of the evening anyway was just catch up and chit chat. Yeah. And, and that was really lovely. So you know that that's our level of interaction with people now is Zoom. So we're doing a lot of that. <laughs> but yeah. it's good. It's good. So what I've learned so far is 2021 is basically 2020 all over again. 2020, mm. but we're vaccinated. Yeah, there you go. That's so, it. That's the difference. Like, everything else has been exactly the same. I'm not allowed to go anywhere. I have to wear a mask whenever I leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm vaccinated, so, you know, cool. So you're one up on 2020. I'm one up on 2020. <laughs> there you go. <sighs> anyway, so here we are. Yeah, so we're doing this thing. So we're doing this thing. And, uh, yeah, the dog just left. I think he went into the other room. He's like, screw you people. Screw you people. You're I'm, boring. You're not giving me any attention. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So what are we talking about tonight? What are we going to do? Okay. 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 So I stumbled upon something not too awful long ago called the triangular theory of love. And with my typical love of love (laughs) and geometry, (laughs) like probably more that I love geometry. I like Uh, math. I'm a, you do love love though. I do love love, but I love geometry. Geometry is fun. Like I think there's something really, uh, we don't teach math right in schools. I'm going to be really honest with you right there. And like, like I'm going to get on a soapbox for just a second because it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately is how poorly we teach math in school. And for any of my teachers out there who are listening, I'm with you. But realistically, since I graduated, I've never needed to sign, cosign, or tangent Um, the only thing I ever cosign is a loan. Uh, the only tangent I'm ever going off on is like right now. And the only sign I see is, you know, that I should go off on tangents and cosign loans. Mm -hmm. So like, that's stupid. Calculus is stupid. Nobody needs to know how to do a quadratic equation. Maybe if you're an engineer, but otherwise. Yeah, sure. Yeah. If, if it's part of your job, then sure. But the normal person out there does not need to know a quadratic equation. They don't need to know how to do differentials and they don't need to know how to um, do sine, cosine, and tangents. What we need to understand is geometry. Like I'm using geometry all the time. I use geometry when I'm cooking. Like, will will this fit? You know, it's a six by nine pan. You know, how many brownies am I making? Like, that's important shit. I would tend to agree with that because while I am pretty good at math, I am so geometrically challenged. That's right. And I am so so terrible and it sucks at anything because like that. Geometry is something you need. Like, if if. I'm if I'm in your pussy and some dude's in your mouth and he and I high five, is that an equilateral triangle or an isosceles? Or if he's greatly taller than me, it could be scalene. I was gonna say, can you even like reach each other? I mean, see, that's the thing. It can happen. And this is important stuff that we need to know during threesomes is what kind of triangle are we making? It's very true. I agree. Which leads me to the triangular theory of love. (laughs) See? See what I did there? Uh Well done, babe. Well done. Um Yep. Yeah, but later on, I'll show you my rhombus, and uh, <laughs> and if you're lucky, we'll parallelogram. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, um, the triangular theory of love is a theory of love developed by Robert Sternberg, mm-hmm. um, and this isn't something that's been around for ages and years in psychology. This was developed around 2007. Okay, so, so really pretty recent. Then. It's pretty re- pretty recent, um, but. He developed this theory about love and interpersonal relationships uh, where, and I quote, the three components of love, according to the triangular theory, are an intimacy component, a passion component, and a decision slash commitment component. Okay, so for those of us who are geometrically challenged, the little triangle has three points. The little pointy things on the triangle (laughs) are intimacy, passion, and... And commitment. That's right. Correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, So then what connects those three things? Well, so before we get there, he's basically trying to talk about how 
our loves look? He's a, he was a psychologist, is a psychologist. Um, what does our loves look like on a day-to-day basis? So we've talked on the podcast before about the love languages, but this is more talking about the actual state of your relationship. So intimacy refers to feelings of closeness, connectedness, and bondedness in loving relationships. And we'll talk we'll dive deeper into these in a moment. Okay, so is that more like friend zone? Is that like friendships and people that you like in that kind of a way? Not necessarily. No. We'll dive deeper in a second. Okay, okay, okay. All right. All right. We'll let you do your overview <laughs> yes. first. Sorry. Sorry. Passion refers to drives that lead to romance, physical attraction, sexual consummation, and related phenomenon in loving relationships. And the decision slash commitment means different things in the short and long term. In the short term, it means the decision that one loves a certain other. And in the long term, it means one's commitment to maintain that love. So you asked what ties those points together. Yeah. With intimacy and passion, you have romantic love. Those two things come together. With intimacy and commitment, you have companionate love. Then with passion and commitment, you have fatuous love. Okay. I had to look that word up. I'm following this. Yeah. Yeah. Fatuous, like infatuation. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't stop thinking about you. Yeah. Okay. No, I I, I can follow those. Got it. So those are the six main kind of love experiences. And when you combine all three together in the triangle, you get. Into me? Intimacy? Into me. Yeah. You get into me. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Intimacy. Tell me how I get into you. Passion and commitment. That's how you get into me. That's right. You get consummate love. Like you consummate a marriage. That, oh my God, it is. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. Okay. All right. So All right. he's got yep. seven kinds of love. Yep. So now let's first start by breaking down each little point on the on the triangle. Okay. I, I like know points. You want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to start with passion. Mm-hmm. So uh, passion is either like physical or emotional arousal or stimulation. It's like, it's that thing that, you know, you like, I just want to, I need to be inside of you. Right. So that's like glimmerance and like, yeah, almost like love at first sight kind of thing. Or like that just kind of like, Oh, I got to have it. Yeah. Like you see somebody across the bar and you're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. No, I need a piece of that. That's right. Exactly. Love yeah. at first sight is the perfect way to describe that. Okay. Um, and it's one of those things you're like, you can't like for that brief moment, you just can't stop thinking about it. Um, it's a strong feeling of enthusiasm or excitement or something about doing something. Uh, it's a strong feeling like anger can be passionate, so it can be not a necessarily positive. Okay. So passion can be positive or negative, right? So I can yeah. be like, I love you, I want you, and I can be like, I'm so angry right now. Both of those are passionate things. All right. Okay. I think I, we I forget that. We often assume passion means positive. We do. You're right. Because, um, because there are a lot of things that, you can feel very strongly about. And I can see that being a very negative thing or even a bit of ownership over someone. Right. If, if you're so inclined. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. So passion is a wonderful thing. You must be careful. Yes. Everything has a light side, a good side and a dark side. That's right. Um, but passion, I think for, for, for me, kind of the passion can be one of the negatives is infatuation. Mm. Because infatuation would mean like, like, like a stalker would be really passionate, but have no commitment or, or, um, intimacy. Ooh, yeah. Okay. But, but they're really like, oh, I can't stop thinking about you. You're the only thing that pops into my head. Yeah. That seems like a bad thing. I know. Right. Mm. <laughs> but passion can also be good. Like I, I think about like, uh, to, to sort of turn it back on us, I feel like in the beginning, we were very passionate. It was like mm-hmm. anytime we could have sex, we were having sex. It was yeah. like, and it was this sort of physical novelty that was, I think, expressed in pa- as a passionate romance uh-huh. that sort of started where we are. That's true. And just to remember, like for consummate love, it it requires all points and, and arms of the triangle. So all the points and sides are required. So you have to have passion in order to have a successful relationship. Very true. Also, it, it can that, also be bad. Also, that reminds me, I had a, a dream last night of something I want to do at some point this week or weekend. Well, let's take it. This is a perfect time for a, <laughs> a quick side note. I mean, um, please continue. Well, it was kind of a two-part dream. 
Um, part one was basically, I mean, it's not really that different than things we have done in the past. It's not recent past. But I want to flog you while you have a vibrating butt plug in, but I want to control it. Okay. Do yeah. we have one of those? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. I know which one you're talking uh-huh. about now. All right. But then part two was, and this is not relating to you, uh, but I dreamed about someone. <laughs> All right, that, fine. I dreamed about someone that we met at Desire, and we both very much like. And I dreamed that we were playing this game where there's a bunch of people in a room, and I have to figure out how they all know him. So I have to go and talk to all these people. Okay. So for a lot of people, that'd be very scary. But I go talk to all these people, and many of them, it's like the normal avenues and things. And then one guy says that he knows him from a glory hole. And I was like, um, was it the gentleman? <laughs> Is this, how do you know the gentleman? No. Oh, damn it. No. And I was like, um, so if you're at a glory hole, though, how do you know who's on the other side? And he was like, oh, my God, I saw this cock. And I was like, I need more of this in my life. I have to find out who this belongs to, and I need to be friends with them. Oh. And so. That sounds like, honestly, I will say that sounds like something <laughs> I would say. <laughs> and so he made it a point to find out who was on the other side of the glory hole and make friends with him. And the whole time this guy's wife is like nodding along and smiling like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so it was just like this whole like, you know, love through the glory hole kind of thing. <laughs> Maybe that has something to do with our current lockdown situation. I don't know. <laughs> wait, wait, so it's like loving a bathroom star, living it up as I'm going down. I, I don't know. I have weird dreams. I can't dream- do songs. I can't do that register. I was going to say, I have weird dreams sometimes. I don't know. But yeah, so, but back to what I wanted to do with you was, right. was yeah, flogging with you with the vibrating butt plug in and then also me controlling said butt plug. That's, that's great. I think that's completely doable. I mean, it's, it's, it's totally doodle, doodle, doodleable. It's totally doodleable. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> um, we can doodle it. Um, it's totally doable. Yeah. That's great. You're a strange girl. I, I know. Like you. I know. Okay. So, we now have a pretty good understanding of passion. Next up, intimacy. So intimacy is that closeness and attachment that you have. So um, you know what? So you know what your partner's favorite song is, you know what your partner's favorite color is, you know that they won't watch the next episode on Netflix without you. So like that's intimacy. So intimacy is like sharing of information, opening up, basically letting people in. Because I know, like, I was very closed off to you at first. Yeah. And but it's it's, I guess, trusting you enough that I can open up and give you information, let you in, let you really truly be a part of life. Is yes. that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. And ultimately, intimacy strengthens you know bonds, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So the more intimate we are, the more we trust each other. I think intimacy and trust kind of go hand in hand. And intimacy sort of helps you be at ease. It makes comfortable. So the more intimate we are, the more likely we are to sleep well together because you know I'm not going to wake up in the middle of the night and kill you and vice versa, which is actually more likely. Okay. I like that kind of intimacy that, that you're not going to kill me. It's, it's a, I mean, it is, it is uh, imperative to living a long and happy life. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, I'm okay with this. Um, God, it's fucked up. Um, I think one problem with intimacy is that a lot of people would say, well, yeah, sure, what you're describing is intimacy, but it's also familiarity. Okay, so how do you distinguish between the two of those? I don't know, but familiarity breeds contempt. Dum, dum, dum. I guess intimacy... Oh, I don't know. I guess when I think of intimacy, and maybe this is the always going to positive thing, is that it is sharing, you know, part of your life with someone. It is uh, like letting them in on the details and the little things and and like telling the things that you enjoy, the things that you may not enjoy. But it's kind of giving them a a look into your thoughts, per se. But familiarity, I think of as more transactional as in behaviors and like things that you do. But that could just be perception. So I think a lot of it comes down to one of our our base things that we always say is communication. So, you know, just like passion has a negative that all passion isn't positive, intimacy going into familiarity, I think for me the difference is um, intimacy means when 
when you come home from work, I want to know how your workday was. Whereas familiarity would be, you come home from work, I already know how it is, so I'm not going to ask you, right? Yeah, I think... Our communication sort of lacks. Yeah, and I think intimacy, the way I see it anyway, has a bit more care to it. Whereas intimacy is like, I actually care about how your day was. Whereas familiarity is like, oh yeah, how was your day? Because I'm supposed to say this thing yeah. and listen to your answer. I already know the answer, yeah. I'm gonna, but I'm still going to ask you. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's, but it is important to sort of recognize that with yourself and your relationships um, and, and how that is. So moving on, mm-hmm. we have commitment. And if you've been in a relationship for a very long time, you might sometimes feel like you should be committed. <laughs> uh-huh. Do we need to pull out the straight jacket? <laughs> I know, sometimes I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so unlike the other two points passion and intimacy commitment involves conscious decision. Mm. It's, it's not something that is either grown. It's uh, like intimacy is it's, it's intimacy is kind of a a plant, you know, you, you, you grow it and you, you feed it and water it. Passion is something that you either have it or you don't. Um, Commitment is something you decide you've made an active decision to stick with one another. Okay, so to go to the further end of the spectrum, is that where like an arranged marriage would fall then? Is like commitment because they don't, when you, I am completely speculating here, but from my understanding of an arranged marriage is that many times they don't know the person beforehand. They may or may not, but there's probably not a lot of intimacy or passion. So my guess is that that's largely commitment based would be an arranged marriage. Yes, Okay. exactly. Okay. But that doesn't mean it can't grow. Oh, for sure. And you might yeah. have immediate, you might see that person and go, whoa, wow, now we have passion. And then over the time together, mm. you you grow intimate. Yeah. And then you have a consummate love. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but starting out, I would say yes. it's largely on the commitment side. Correct. And I think to, to most Western people, we'd be like, that makes no sense to me. Mm. Though I've met people who have had very successful long-term uh, arranged marriages. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. But back to commitment, the arranged marriage is, yeah, mostly, yeah, it's commitment. Sorry. And I should have said something I forgot to say was also commitment. That point of the triangle is empty love, right? You're just committed. It's my job. It's my task. And that's why an arranged marriage, Mm. again, saying it empty love means it feels negative. But what it means is that you are committed to stay with this person no matter what, mm. not necessarily, despite, I guess I should say, your feelings towards them. Right. Those things, like we said, can grow, but yeah. Mm. Also, to go to the negative side of things is people who are in bad marriages or marriages they don't want to yeah, stay in. Right. It would be largely commitment-based without much of the others. We're doing this because yeah. we got in front of our family. We, we yeah. exchanged vows. We have no passion for each other. We're no longer intimate with one another. Like, we don't care. It, we're just together, maybe for the kids. Um, but commitment, it's a, it's the promise to do something. It's the promise to be loyal and it's the attitude of someone who works very hard to do or support something. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are the, the points on the triangle. Okay. Also, just to kind of go out there and say it, I'm assuming that this is like many other uh, geometric and line-based types of things that we discuss and that there's a lot of gray zones and that not only can you be anywhere along between two of the points, but you can likely be in on the interior of that triangle with some bits of all of them Absolutely. as well. And we'll, we'll sort of touch on that here once we start talking about the lines. Okay. Now, we said there are seven types of love, right? Yes. Um, Do we want to take a quick break before we get into the seven types? Yes, because we've already talked about three of them. But we will take a quick break. We can touch back on them. We'll touch back on them. We'll take a quick break and uh, keep your ears and eyeballs peeled. Do I have to peel my eyeballs? Like grapes. Do you want somebody to help you peel your eyeballs? Are you looking for a friend who will help you do those hard-to-reach peeling of places? You can find somebody to fuck, to play with, to marry, to love, or to just help you peel your eyeballs 
at altplayground.net. Altplayground.net is the best place in the U.S. online, yeah, it's both, uh, to uh, find you a new fuck buddy, a new partner, a new life partner. No matter whether you only want to be around them for a couple of hours or if you want to be around them for the rest of your life. Altplayground.net is the place to go. So go sign up, fill out your, your profile, and find you a buddy to help you, you know, be a little more appealing. Altplayground.net. Looking for a toy to play with? Something new? Tired of all your old toys? Woody and Buzz no longer doing it for you? Well, go to adamandeve.com, use checkout code by the by, that's B-Y-T-H-E-B-I, and you will get a lot of wonderful things. The first thing you'll get is your item at 50% off. You'll also get free shipping, a bunch of toys flip thrown into your box so you can play with, and also you'll get some videos on demand. That's right. Some sexy videos to play while you're playing. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Playing with your new play thing. That's adamandeve.com. Check out code by the by. That's B Y T H E B I. Do you think Alt Playground knows that I talk about, you know, peeling eyes on their adverts? Hey, hey, hey. I wonder if they actually listen. If you're listening, Alt Playground, I'm just trying to make it exciting, guys. Hey, there's all kinds out there. People are into all different things. Yeah, don't yuck my yum. Yes, and I'm sure you can find someone on there who, you know, would be into some form of that. That's right. Liver alone. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. I need more wine. <laughs> and we're back. Okay. So. Yes, Bradford has wind up. I'm wind up. Um. All right, so I already said that we had touched on three of them. Uh, we're going to go through all of the types of love now, and okay. we'll just glaze over the ones that we uh, have already discussed. Totally. Just because yeah. it's the way I roll, bitches. So I know I said there's seven, but there's actually eight, and I love it. The first Wait, one. how do you roll if it's a triangle and they have pointy bits? Mythbusters did that. Yeah. Remember where they made wheels like triangles? No, I'll have to look this one back up. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, the idea is if you roll it fast enough because you only have three points. You, it doesn't matter. It, yeah, it was really, yeah, it, it's it's a pretty funny episode. I'm going to have to look this up. Anyway. Love Mythbusters. <laughs> um, there are actually eight, because I love it, he includes non-love. Fair enough, <laughs> the, yeah. The feeling that you're neither passionate, intimate, or committed. Fair enough, okay, I, um, yeah. If you're in one of those relationships right now, perhaps you should just leave. Look, if you're not, if there's no passion, there's no intimacy and no commitment. Isn't that just? What's isn't the that, fucking purpose? Isn't that roommate? Yeah, that's it's it's not even roommate because your roommate you're going to have some familiarity and, inti- and intimacy yeah, with. Okay, fair You'll at least know each other's bathroom habits. Yeah, okay, true, true. That's a form of intimacy. Yeah, it is. Talk about those dark sides of intimacy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it was going to be pretty. I said it was going to be accurate. Anyway, so with just intimacy. Perfect segue. That kind of love is called liking or friendship, as you might imagine. It's a person that you really get along well with, you know a lot about, maybe their bathroom habits, maybe their favorite sports teams, whatever their favorite shirt is, but there's no passion, there's no sex, there's no commitment. You know, it's just a friend. So that's friend zone. That's that's friend zone. Yes. Yeah. It is it is friendship. Mm-hmm. Just passion is like we talked about infatuation. It's infatuated love. I can't get you out of my mind. I don't 
maybe want to commit to you just yet. Um, I know nothing about you, but I can't stop thinking about you. Like me and Bernadette Peters. Yes. Uh-huh. That was the <laughs> love at first sight one that we talked about. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and then commitment, just if it's just commitment, that's the empty love. Like you uh-huh. are committed to something, but you know nothing about it and you're not really immediately turned on by it. Right. Right. Okay. So if you blend, so the line between intimacy and passion, you get romantic love. Oh, like all the rom-coms out there. Exactly. Or like an affair or just a hookup. Okay. <laughs> right? Yeah, sure. Um, so so but, do we see Grinder on here? I know, right? <laughs> uh, so yeah, romantic love. It's There's a lot of intimacy. So um, I may know a little bit about you and I want to know more, but there's a lot of passion because we have a lot. And I think for, for many of us, it is that rom-com kind of feeling. It's that we're not yet committed to one another, but you can tell there's chemistry and and we're finishing each other's sandwiches exactly um and so yeah that's yeah that's romantic love yeah so there's a bit of passion there there's a bit of that girl uh starting to get to know each other starting to open up to each other that kind of thing so where's the dark side of that one i think the dark side of that one is fucking society and romance movies is because they show no commitment no real commitment right number one it looks very easy number you know number two it looks very easy. Like so, basically, there's no work. It's effortless. Yeah. So basically, they're saying that this is all you need to have love. Yes. And so I think that's part of the problem is it's romantic love. Or this is all you need to have lasting love. Right. Yeah. And there's no work. The, it, I think my problem with with romantic love is the danger is that it always appears effortless. Mm-hmm. And which is might be good if you're like fuck buddies or something. Right. Yeah. But it's it's limerence, yeah. which is what we've talked about before. If you don't know what limerence is, it's that wonderful feeling of love that you get with a new partner or 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 relationship. It's the infatuation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah, it's a lot like the infatuation where every time you're with them, you get that warm feeling in your stomach. It's what movies show us, right? Mm-hmm. But in in fact, that Sadly, that will that will die. <laughs> this too shall pass. I mean, I don't want to say it'll die. I mean, I guess that looks that's bleak. But realistically, it will change, and it 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 isn't enough to sustain a long term relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to start a relationship, but it's not going to sustain your relationship eternally. Right, right. That because you still need somebody to be committed, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're not committed, then that person is bouncing around, and maybe that's fine. Fuck buddies are great. And that's what this would end up being, even though it's considered romantic love. It's still kind of a friends with benefits kind of situation. There's passion. You like the person. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I started out this way. We did. Yeah, and yeah. we did very well with that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. And then we evolved. And then we evolved. Mm-hmm. So next up is companionate love, which I'm going to imagine. I know I have been here. Okay. In previous relationships, this is intimacy plus commitment. So the passion is gone. And I think if you were to ask uh-huh. probably a good 75% of people who have been married more than, I'll say for sure, 10 years, but in some cases, five years, mm-hmm. or this is where the seven-year itch comes, right? Um, their relationship with their partner is now companionate love. There's a great deal of intimacy. We know a lot about one another. We're still very committed, but the passion is either died, fizzled, or is dwindling. It doesn't really have that spark. There's yeah, there's nothing, no fire. Yeah, there's nothing to kind of get you going and be like, "Not, nah, I really need to have this person," and that's that's what I want. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a heavy emotional intimacy. There's, but really you're kind of platonic. Um, There's a lot of trust. There's, you know, this is like more than a friendship. It's kind of family, family. There's the thing. You've become family. So that's interesting because with the other ones so far, they always start with a positive spin and I have to look for the negative, but this one just seems to be negative and I'm trying to find the positive there. And I'm I'm struggling. I think the positive is it's really safe, right? Okay. There's you might 
I think for some people, this is absolutely fun. This is what they long for. They long for the, I'm always comfortable and safe with my partner. There, there doesn't have to be a fire. There doesn't have to be this constant surprise of sexual passionate bliss. Um, yeah. You know, and, and guess, I'm not and, saying there's anything wrong with really, again, any of these, but this is a, we'll hold hands for the rest of our lives kind of thing. But I guess that goes back to the love languages, the five love languages, which we've talked about before. And just to refresh people's memories, uh, the five love languages are touch, gifts, uh, words of affirmation, acts of service, and uh, time. So quality time. Yeah. And so I guess this goes back to that in that there may not be that, like for us, touch is very high, but that may not be the case. They may just, you know, it may be that like, okay, you, maybe you speak my love language. Maybe it is acts of service or gifts or whatever. And as long as you do these things for me and you know that this is what makes me happy. And like you said, we're committed. It's safe. There doesn't have to be that burning, burning passion and desire. So I guess, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Um, but still, I mean, it's kind of, I don't know for me personally, it feels empty mm. and it's kind of like, I guess, you know, I think this is going to come as a surprise to no one. I'm often seeking the novel, something yeah. new. Um, and, and while I like having a safety net to fall back on, I think I'd rather take risks and like, you know, fly high, right? Yeah, yeah. This is a. This seems like a very like just that straight line seems like a very safe kind of relationship, but again, there's there's isn't that fire to it, and I feel like I need a, at least a little bit of that. It doesn't yeah. have to be like this. Oh, this is gonna sound bad, but I was gonna say it doesn't have to be a burning bush all the time, <laughs> and we don't want a burning bush. <laughs> oh my god, you might want to get that checked out. But it doesn't have to be like this huge flame all the time. But there needs to be something there. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So there's there's that one. That's, yep, got it. So lastly, we have the line that connects passion and commitment, and that is fatuous love. So I didn't know what fatuous actually meant. Do you know what it means? Um, no, because I was going to go with infatuation just because they all kind of sound the same, but no, I really don't. Fatuous means silly, which I kind of like. Oh, I didn't like know goofy. That. Like, okay. Yeah. So is that like if uh, people yeah. that you hear about who have like they meet one day and then like the next day, the next week they're married, it's like that kind of real quick whirlwind kind of thing? Like is that that kind of thing or yes. like is it? So fatuous is silly or um, pointless. So this is going to be – they're very committed to one another. They're very passionate. Let's go to Vegas and get married. Mm-hmm. Um you know, That's like us. Sound familiar. <laughs> but there's no intimacy or liking, right? Uh-huh. So I think that's, liking right there is the important thing. So, you know, you can be passionate and really get along really well in bed. Mm. But you have to actually like the person because you only spend a small percentage of your experience with another person in bed. Um, except for the sleeping part. Anyway. But that would make sense for like those whirlwind relationships, the ones where people meet and get married very, very quickly afterwards in that they haven't really had the time to learn each other and to build that intimacy yet because it just, yes. there just hasn't been time yet. It's Or like like people who meet and then one like goes off to war or something and then comes back yeah. and, and then it's like, oh, actually, maybe I really don't like you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, ex- you're exactly right. It's, it's these people, whirlwind is the perfect way to describe it. Whirlwind courtship kind of thing. Um, you know, we're committed. Courtship, what a fancy word. I know, right? Don't mm-hmm, you like it? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're committed without having that stability of intimacy. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's a kind of a house of straw. And it's those relationships, and we've all known them. People who've gotten married, and you're like, why the fuck did you get married? Um, whether they're famous people or whether they're like, you know, friends, it's like, you, you didn't even think this went through, right? You're basically, you're getting married because you feel like, you want to be with this person forever, but you actually don't know this person at all. Um, I had a friend who got married in Vegas. She got drunk, met a guy. They got married. Needless to say, a few days later, they got it annulled. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yes, it's exactly that. That is a fatuous love. Um, 
Yeah, so statistically, such marriages don't work out. And when uh-huh. they do, everybody goes, wow, they got lucky, <laughs> which I love. Fair enough, fair enough. Like you always say, it'd rather be lucky than good. <laughs> That's right. If you can't be both, yeah. <laughs> um, so the last one is when you take all the points and all the lines connecting the points, you look inside this triangle and you find consummate love. It's a love that has intimacy, it's a love that has passion, and it's a love that has commitment. And this is, according to Sternberg, what all of us are actually looking for. It's that consummate love. It's getting everything that we need. It's the ideal relationship. Um, It's these couples who have had great sex for several years into their relationship. Uh, We... We can't imagine, I say we, because I feel like you and I have a consummate love. I'm just going to say it. Uh, We can't imagine ourselves with anyone else other than Bernadette Peters. And (laughs) uh, Hey, hey, we have an open relationship. She can join in. Right, that's right, right? And we can't (laughs) see ourselves. Or I can watch, whatever. Depends on her line. I don't know what her line is. (laughs) Where's your line, Bernadette? (laughs) Um, But we can't see ourselves as truly happy without their partners. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, I think, what helps with that is all of the negatives that come at you, you're prepared to deal with because of the strength of the triangle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also imagine that while most people strive to achieve this, it's not like it, I don't know. It's not like, I don't know if this is a good analogy or not, but like the peak of a mountain, they're like, here's this thing we want to get to. And then that's it. Like if you want to stay there, it takes a fuck of a lot of work. And which is a perfect way to say what Dr. Sternberg says, which is love is a verb, not a noun. Oh. And I absolutely love that. Yeah. Um, Verbing it. I'm verbing the love. So he talks about how consummate love is really harder to maintain than it is to achieve. Mm. You'll get there, but once you're there, you don't just rest on your laurels and not do anything. You have to actively work on each point of that triangle in order to, to make it right. You have to make the constant decision to be committed to this person. You have to find a reason to be passionate and and find new ways to, to spark that excitement and the passion. Uh, You have to constantly be willing to learn about your partner and interested in the things they have to say. And it's a lot of work, but it's really like, and I love the, I say keep saying love, but I do. I, I love that love is a verb, not a noun. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting because, like, yeah, I can see, like, I, I was, we've always said, like, every relationship takes work and it takes that communication. And, and I just go back to there was a couple that we met at Desire. I think it was the last time we were there. Could have been the first. I don't know. They blend together. But there was a couple that we met at Desire who, when we asked them how long they'd been together, it was, I don't know, some long amount of time, like 20-something years or whatever. And they said, but we've had like seven different relationships. Their marriage, their relationship with each other had been through a lot of different iterations. And I think I see that in this triangle on the exteriors, on the interior of it, in that as a, as you go through a relationship, you may move around between different points, different sides, interiorly, you know, to different places, a little more of this or a little more of that. Uh, but I really liked when they said that, is that we've had seven different relationships with each other. And it's like, that was just such a great way to put it. And, and it really shows, again, that commitment to each other. Yeah. But they've maintained that intimacy. They've maintained the passion. Like, they were there. I feel like they had that consummate love. And and to be able to have that throughout a very long extended relationship and to say that we've gone through different things in life, we've gone through different places, and yet we've managed to still be here together or to yeah. get to this point. Maybe they weren't always there. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like that's kind of an embodiment of all of that. Yeah, I totally agree. And it goes back to what you were saying in the very beginning, which is, you know, the interior of the triangle isn't one piece, right? Mm. It's a, you're at a spot and you might float around. And sometimes you may be a little less passionate, a little more less intimate. Sometimes you might be a little more passionate, a little less commitment and, and you float around within that. And I think for us in a, in the relationship paradigm of which we've chosen, 
it's very much that, you know, like mm-hmm. there's times that we'll be very passionate and intimate and not very committed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we're committed to the relationship, but we're also, we're not as committed to, uh, it's weird to say I, that I we're not it, as committed to one another. I think it def- depends on how you define committed, because like you said, we're, we are committed to the relationship. I mean, to be locked up and <laughs> yeah. put in a straight jacket. Uh-huh. Cause we are committed to each other and we're committed to the relationship, but we're not, committed to each other in the way that you're going to be the only person that I am intimate with. You're the only person that I maybe have sex with or that I have an emotional relationship with. It's, it's not, it's not a, um, a one and only kind of commitment. It's a commitment that like, this is the kind of relationship model we have chosen and we will adhere to it and we will adhere to whatever rules and risk, you know, boundaries we've put upon it. And, and, To me, that's part of the commitment is what have we defined our relationship as and are we willing to work within the parameters that we've established? Yeah. Yeah. So so to me, commitment's not like a, you're my one and only and you're going to be everything in the world to me. Right. Because we know that's not going to work for us. I'm never going to enjoy Bunnings. No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I think that's, it's interesting. It's like, um, love is a, is a behavior. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and without that constant behavioral decision to, to make love. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that too. But, you know, create loving vibes and feelings yeah. um, to express the love that it can ultimately start to degrade and die, which is depressing. But I think fucking accurate. I think we've both experienced it. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can see looking at my previous relationships and things, I can see, I could pinpoint exactly where they are on this triangle, uh, you know, both where they started and where they ended up. Yeah. And, and it's really kind of interesting to look at that. But then I can also, if you take a little bit wider view of it, I can look at relationships that we have currently or have had throughout our time together, you know, in the swinging world, mm-hmm. you know, other partners and things. And I can see exactly where some of those are, you know, even like, you know, let's say the couple that we did the vampire thing with, like, where yes. are they on here with us? Yeah. And so it's interesting to look at it, not just from an individual perspective, but from a couple perspective. And like, where are we compared to other partners kind of thing? Um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to study this triangle a little more. It's really fascinating, though. <laughs> I yeah. love it. You're going to have to study a triangle. Look at you, <laughs> learning to love geometry. Hey, I'm learning my whole geometry stuff and, you know, figuring that out. I don't know. I love it. <laughs> So that is Robert Sternberg's Triangular Love. If you want to read his original paper, uh, it was from 2007, Triangular Love. It was in the Autism Reader Selections from Writings on Love, Religion, and Science um, that came out of Pennsylvania, the Templeton Foundation. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Hmm. And I will say that leading up to this, we did watch a couple of YouTube videos and things about about this triangular theory of love. Sorry, I misspoke. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Just as a triangular love, his triangular love did come out in 2007. I just realized that his construct validation of a triangular love scale was 1997. So um, it's been bouncing around for a while. So I don't really know the... My dates are all screwed up. I don't know the scale of time on theories and psychology and such, but that still seems pretty recent. Yeah. But I could be wrong. I don't know. Well, the look, the guy was born in 1949 and he's still alive. He's only 71. So look, he's been around for a while. Yeah. Um, I still feel like that's a pretty recent kind of again, I don't know. I think of I, th- I guess I think of a lot of these theories as being like really old and ancient, but maybe they're really not. I don't know. Also, apparently he does a lot of things in triangles. Oh yeah. Um, he loves yeah. his triangles. So he categorized intelligence into three parts. <laughs> I feel like I need to dive into this a bit more. I, I, the more I'm looking up this guy, the more I'm kind of liking him because he's very triangular. Um, I think I, he's probably pointy on sides. I, I need to learn more about my triangles. I might dive into this a bit more. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, sorry, what were you saying? Oh, I was just saying that uh, we did watch a few YouTube videos and things about this kind of leading up to, and uh, and there's a lot of different ways that people present it out there, but it's, I still find it really fascinating. And, you know, some of them are more relationship focused, more sex focused, whatever, but it's, it's just fascinating. And now that I know that he does triangles with other things as well, I may have to really look into this some more. That's that's just great. Yeah. Hey, hey, I can learn to like geometry. I can learn to do this. Cognitive psychology, baby. Woo. Yeah. 
yeah, this is, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. I think this is really interesting. I love anything that sort of helps me categorize myself and put myself into a, a box, which is where I like to be. I was going to say categorize. Put me in your box. Categorize. I, I will. Uh, not only to categorize yourself, but to categorize relationships and to categorize our relationships with others. Yeah. And, and it is just a, it's a fun thought exercise to say, where are we on this triangle and where are we with our other partners on this triangle? And then, you know, not just where are we, but where do I want to be? And, and if I want to be somewhere other than where I am, what do I need to do to get there? And, and I'm the first person to admit that not everybody is going to fall perfectly into this triangle, right? You're, you might have something, you might be a, a square. It but, doesn't matter. But you don't have but to. But you don't have to. But I think what's important is to know that things like this, where it's a triangle, it's, it's, an, it's a good average. And when you start thinking of yourself and how your relationships are with other people, and you can start sort of quantifying it and understanding it better, you can start working to build it towards what you your what an ideal might be. And accepting that you might not be exactly in this space, but on average, mm-hmm. most people are. Also keep in mind that relationships do flux and there is shift. Yeah. And so you may be on one side of the triangle at some point, and then the next week, the next month, you might shift a bit. Yeah. You know, it could be years. But yeah, relationships do shift and they're not going to, you're not going to be, it's unlikely anyway, I guess, that you're going to be at a static point in that triangle forever. Right. And if you want to be there, then great. But if not, there is, <laughs> yeah. there is the opportunity to move around and to shift that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So let us know where your triangle is. <laughs> um, shoot us an email, theatomsoflove at gmail.com. Join us on our Discord chat and talk to us um, like, like almost face to face, but chat to chat. You do that by going to www.patreon.com slash by the by podcast and supporting us there. You can also message us on Instagram, on Facebook, or on Twitter. We are at by the by podcast um, or go to our website, www.bythebuy.com.au. And for Discord people out there, in the next couple of weeks, we're working on dates to have another kind of a Zoom catch up. And so that way we can do a little bit of face-to-face if you so choose. You betcha. Awesome. Yep. Anything else you want to say? Nope. Cool. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we will see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.